Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Anything Goes. I'm Emma Chamberlain, your host. And I had so many things I wanted to talk about, and I literally forgot about all of them. This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche Bar, featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream, swirled with thick, milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Adidas. Pressure. I felt it. You felt it. And now Adidas is here to put an end to it. Sports are meant to be fun. It's meant to make you feel good about yourself. But pressure wants to talk you out of even trying. Now it's time to reclaim what you once loved. Sports are on your terms again. You got this. Visit adidas.com slash you got this to learn more. Oh, well, for starters, you can't see me. So this topic doesn't really matter. But I dyed my hair brown. My hair is now brown. Um... Here's the thing. I don't know if I like it. And I know that it has moments where it looks good. And those are the moments that make it to Instagram. But there are moments when it genuinely looks bad. And I'll explain. I was blonde for about eight months. I was bleaching my hair every few weeks. Maybe every few months. But more like every few weeks. And... I mean, as you can imagine, my hair just got destroyed. It was so dry and broken that I could do virtually nothing with it anymore. It was like there was no hairstyles I could do anymore. If I left it down, it was just the most unfortunate looking head of hair anybody's ever seen. It was so awful. And on Instagram, I made it look good because I'm a liar and a faker and blah, 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 blah. But in real life, it looked and felt so awful, so lifeless, so bad. Um, So I decided to cut majority of my dead hair off of my head and dye it back to something closer to my natural color, which would be brown. My hair is naturally like dirty blonde brown, but the hairstylist told me that if I went my natural color, I would look lifeless And not good, Um, which I don't know if I should be offended by that or not, but I also trust them, I guess. But she dyed my hair very dark. I mean, this is much darker than I had anticipated. Um, If you go on my Instagram at Emma Chamberlain, it's almost black. I mean, it really is almost black. And listen, she told me it's going to fade and it's going to turn lighter brown over time because I have literal bleach blonde hair underneath. So like there's no way it won't fade. But I kind of hate it right now. 
Like I have trouble looking in the mirror. I have trouble FaceTiming people. Um, unless I have a full face of makeup on and I style my hair and like take a solid 10 minutes to do that. I hate how I look. Um, it's super weird because I had grown to be so confident with the blonde that can everybody leave me the fuck alone? I swear to God. If one more person fucking calls me, I'm going to fucking lose it. I want everybody to leave me alone. I'm in one of those moods where I just don't want anyone to talk to me. And it's always in moments when I don't want anybody to talk to me that I get calls. Anyway, sorry, that was kind of violent. <laughs> I did not mean for that to be that violent. Um, anyway, I genuinely feel self-conscious when I walk out and about, when I go out and about, with my hair like in a little low bun because now my hair is so short that like I can't put it up or anything. Like I genuinely feel self-conscious of it when it's not styled and I don't have a full face of makeup on. And that sucks because I'm used to just not wearing makeup and just free balling it and going crazy and you know, but now that my hair is different, I don't feel as confident and it's kind of a bummer. I like to feel confident natural. Like I like to feel confident with no makeup. That's like always what I'm striving for. But right now I don't feel like that um, because I feel like I look weird and it might just be because it's a new hairstyle, blah, 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 but I'm genuinely struggling with it. Like it's really affecting my self-esteem. I hate it. So that's some news for the week. That's kind of what I've been dealing with this week. I also feel really um, emotionally exhausted and it could stem from the fact that yesterday I went on a run and it was a really good run. It was one of those runs where... You start running and your body just wants to do it. Your body just wants to run. That virtually never happens to me, but it did happen to me yesterday. And I was just running and it felt good. Like I wasn't tired. I didn't feel winded. I just felt good. And I was listening to music and I just started crying when I was on my run. Um, for no reason. It was just like the music was just hitting right for whatever reason. And I started crying and then I got home and I sat down on the floor in my room in front of my mirror and I sat there for probably a half hour and I cried more and it wasn't like I was crying because I hate my new hair, although that is part of it, but I also know that it has potential so that kind of stops me from crying about it. Like I haven't cried about my hair yet because I know that if I style it, it looks good. So that's like comforting. I know that if I need to look good, I can, but well, not look good, but if I need to look presentable, you know, it's possible. But I just sat in front of the mirror and cried for like two hours and I don't understand why. It felt like weirdly spiritual. I felt like I was something spiritual was happening to me, but yet it all, it like literally, I felt like I was having an emotional awakening and it literally could just be that I'm on my period. Well, do you know what? That's definitely what it is. But regardless, it felt good just to cry for a little bit in front of the mirror. It's really a weird sensation to sit in front of a mirror and look at yourself in the eyes and cry. But there's something really therapeutic about it. And I know that that sounds insane, but it works for me, apparently. I mean, I've never done that before, but it was kind of nice. It was kind of fire. So let's just dive right into today's topic. Let's waste no more time. Today's topic is the truth about success. And I don't know if I've touched on this before. And I think I might have. 
but and that scares me genuinely um so I really hope this isn't just like a literal rerun episode I did look through my discography if that's even is that a word discography is that only for musicians it's like a list of all of the things you've ever created all of the music you've ever created is an artist discography discog disco discography discography god i'm gonna sound so stupid to anybody that knows what that word is wait i'm gonna ask siri definition of discography discography means okay a descriptive catalog of musical recordings particularly those of a particular performer or composer Okay, so I actually think I might have used that word right. Do you guys ever like use a word and you're like, you randomly pull it out of your ass and it like just makes sense and then you're like, Did, is that even the right word? And then you look it up and it, it was the right word and like your instinct was correct. I literally feel like my life is just living from one of those moments to the next. I love it that much. I love that feeling. I love when I use a word and it like came from my subconscious and then it ends up being actually the right word to use in that sense. Ooh, ooh that gets me going. Woo, woo. Does that get me going? Oh my God. Yes. Um, okay. I really don't think I've talked about this, but I'm now freaking out. So I'm going to go look at my entire discography and see you know what I don't think I have low-key it might be time to send it I think I'm gonna send it I think I'm gonna send this episode the truth about success success technically is accomplishing something the more you accomplish the more successful you are blah 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 but I think that the term success is really complicated to be honest it's so different for everybody. It looks so different for everybody. Somebody else may think that someone is successful, but that person very well might not think that they're successful. It's so abstract. It's so up in the air. And that's why I think it's such a weird thing because it almost doesn't exist because as humans, we're always yearning for is that the right word yearning we're always yearning for the next accomplishment and I find that a lot of people don't ever feel successful because they never reach that point of like euphoria that I think success is assumed to bring and I'll take a personal stab at it I didn't start my YouTube channel for any kind of success really I started it because I was depressed and I needed a hobby and YouTube was the only hobby that I'd ever tried that stuck that's simply what it was at a certain point when I started to gain a following I think that part of me did want to grow my YouTube channel and accomplish you know, higher numbers and technically succeed as a YouTuber because that was natural for my brain. My brain was like, well, you've gotten this far. It's like, why not take it all the way? Yes, it started like this, but why not run with it? Why not succeed at this? Because I think in the YouTube world, succeeding just basically means getting as many views and subscribers as you possibly can. Now, that's not really the way I looked at it. I was more excited about growing a community and possibly being able to make this my job. That's kind of what my goal was. Less than, say, numbers 
and milestones with numbers and stuff like that, like hitting my first 100,000 views or hitting my first million subscribers. That was definitely less important to me than actually just like growing a solid community and having a group of people that fuck with me and want to hang out with me every week. That was my main priority and that was more what success looked like to me. But I also think that making money from it was success rather than some number on a screen. I'm glad to say that I've always looked at it like that and that's pretty much stayed the same. I've never had any type of number goal, which I think is really good. But the interesting thing about all of the quote unquote success I've had on YouTube or with my podcast or with my coffee company or with whatever it may be, like the weird thing about all success that I've had in these areas is that I have always felt really numb to it since day one. Like even when I first started gaining a following, my videos started to get more views, people were recognizing me in the streets. Even when all of that happened, I've always been really numb to it and I've never felt super shocked by it or super mind boggled by it. I was and still continue to be mind boggled by it, but I'm also not. It's like I'm mind boggled by it, but not in the way that I thought I would be. I thought that by becoming successful on YouTube, it would change my whole perspective on everything in life. Like it would change the way I look at the world. It would change the way I think of myself. It would change things in ways that I couldn't even understand in that moment. But it turns out that has not been the case. Like I don't have any some, I don't have any sort of like surreal feeling. I think a good way to put it is since I've accomplished, you know, my dreams and beyond with YouTube, I've still never felt a feeling or sensation that I've never felt before. Does that make sense? I think that I thought that becoming successful and accomplishing things would almost unlock a new emotion or a new feeling within myself that was like euphoric. But that literally has not happened because I realize that as humans, we only have a certain span of emotions that we can feel. Happy, sad, devastated, excited, anxious, whatever. We only have a certain span. So no matter what's going on in your life, you can only feel so many things. We only have so many capabilities when it comes to feelings. But for some reason, I always believed that success and all that would bring some sort of new feeling to me, would make me feel a new emotion or a new feeling that I'd never felt before that would be the best feeling ever because I'd finally succeeded at something. But the truth is that that doesn't exist. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone. But talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because... I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend 
therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. I actually feel like I'm a little bit numb to success and I blame myself for that. Although I do not feel like it's my fault. But something so amazing could happen. I could accomplish something huge and I will never give myself credit and never really see it as a success. And I don't know if I have a mental block up that's like stopping me from allowing myself to feel excited about success. I don't know if it's a fear of getting comfortable in success subconsciously that prevents me from like celebrating success. But for whatever reason, I am really numb to any accomplishment or success. It's very weird. And I don't know if it's normal. And this is just my truth about success, not necessarily everybody's. But I find that I feel nothing when I succeed in some sort of numeric way or some sort of materialistic way. Like when I was able to buy my first car, I felt numb about it. It was really cool and it was really exciting, but... For some reason, I was like numb to it. I just didn't even care. Or when I hit my first million subscribers, it was extremely exciting. But I also did feel this sense of numbness about it. It was like it happened. And then I was like, wow, nothing changed, though. Like my life is still the same. Like I still wake up every morning in this body and have to live in it. And listen, I know it may sound extremely ungrateful and I'm, I'm aware of that and that's something that I'm self-aware of to a point where I feel guilty about the fact that I feel this numbness towards any type of success that I have but that's just the way it is I just really thought that these moments would make me feel something intense and crazy but the truth is none of it ever has also brief intermission to hear the kitty meow can you hear her anyway come here sweetheart I don't get what you want from me constantly I close the door and you're like scratching at the door you, you're never happy um, oh there she is do you hear her meowing anyway my favorite thing to do when I'm recording a podcast is to oh put my microphone up to her head so you can hear her sounds that doesn't prove that I'm a good cat mom. I don't know what is, what does, what could. 
I just find it crazy that no amount of money, fame, recognition, anything like that can change the way that I view myself or the world. I, I see everything truly the same. And that might be why I'm numb. Maybe I'm numb because, you know, success doesn't inflate my ego. And I'd like love to think that. But like I also worry like what if I'm a sociopath because I feel nothing when I succeed at things. I expect to feel so much more than I ever do. I do think it's a really good thing that success doesn't change the way I view the world or anything and it, it that I like am consistent and have been consistent with all with all of those things. I think that's super important and that's just the way that my brain is wired. I think that's a good thing. But I think that that also does create the numbness and it's just so bizarre. Like for example, I think people crave success because they think that it's going to make them more confident or it's going to make them feel happier or it's going to make them, you know, make more friends. The truth of the matter is there's a silver lining to all of that. For example, if you succeed at something and then you start getting all of these friends, are those real friends? Because they're only friends with you now because you're successful. That's not, that's not what you want. Or let's say you look in the mirror after accomplishing something huge and all of a sudden you're in love with yourself. Do you really want that? Because then the second that you fail at anything or the second that things stop going your way, you're going to look in the mirror and hate yourself 10 times more. You don't want that. You see what I'm saying? It's like people think that success is going to bring this added element of goodness to your life when in reality that's not necessarily true. And I think that that's why I feel so numb possibly is because I know that reality is still reality. I can't, if I drown myself in the dream of success and I allow myself to get too comfortable in it, one day you have to wake up from that dream and stare at the life that you have in front of you. And even if the success has made your life better in some ways, you can't become blind because of it and change the way that you view yourself and others, etc., the world, whatever. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like there's this balance. And I think that I might be too far on the end of not even giving myself credit for my success. Like I refuse to even like admit that I've ever succeeded at anything. And I don't know what that is. I don't know what is wrong with me in that area. I know that I've accomplished things, but my brain just keeps telling me, yeah, but you didn't because there's so much more that you could do. And, you know, don't get comfortable now because everything could go away tomorrow. And, you know, oh, well, did you even really work that hard? Like, do you even deserve what you have? I almost feel like I have success guilt. And I think a lot of this comes from me probably having imposter syndrome. And I will read you what imposter syndrome is um, on Google. Imposter syndrome refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. While this definition is usually narrowly applied to intelligence and achievement, 
It has links to perfectionism in the social context. I do believe that I have this. But then again, you should never self-diagnose. But I would say I have this for sure. Um, because I never can fully be excited about anything that I accomplish because I just don't feel like I deserve it. I just don't feel like, I feel like everything was a mistake. I feel like there was a fluke in the fucking matrix that got me to where I am. And that's not true. And I know that that's not true, but it's like, I think a big part of it is that success scares me because I know that it won't last forever. There's always going to be dips in it. You're going to fail bazillions of times in your life. So every time I succeed at something or I accomplish something, I know that there's a chance that the next time won't be that way. And that causes a lot of anxiety for me. I feel like whatever I do next will be a disappointment because every time I succeed, I feel like, well, now the bar just got raised. How the fuck am I going to reach that again? I think it also is worse for me because things are, you know, on a, in a, on a public scale. So like people can see if I fail or if I succeed. And that I think makes it a little bit scarier because I'm not only facing the judgment of myself, but also whoever, you know, wants to see because I make everything public and that's a decision I make and blah, blah, blah. But that also freaks me out. Another interesting thing is that I feel like success ages you in a way like because I've accomplished things at a young age, everybody holds me to this unrealistically high standard and I'm still a 19 year old girl, you know, sometimes I I have to lay in bed all day. Like sometimes I have to, sometimes I want to just talk about boys all day and not work. Sometimes I want to fucking cry on the phone with my parents for 48 hours. Like sometimes I need to do those things, but there's a lot less room for me to do that now because people just expect me to be on alert because, oh, well, if you've accomplished this before, then, you know, you're not allowed to have a down moment. The fuck? You have to be mature, only make mature and good decisions, and you can never act your age and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that is another burden of success that I think is really tough, especially for young people. It's just this new expectation people have for you. Even as a full-grown adult, let's say, you know, you are a really successful accountant and you're the best one, blah, blah, blah. And everybody at the accounting firm, like, respects the fuck out of you. But let's say one day you show up for work late. Everybody's going to be like, yo, what the fuck? Like the eyes are on you. Like you never fuck up. What the hell? But then if, you know, if Joey, who's late to work every week, shows up late, you're like, oh, this is Joey being Joey again. It's like, you know, Joey's held to a lower standard and doesn't. And and I get that. But I think that people start to dehumanize almost people that maybe succeed at something. And I also feel like I'm guilty of that as a consumer. If I like, let's say like Jeff Bezos, he's like the richest guy ever, right? If I met him and he like had a shitty personality, I would be 50 times more judgmental of him than I would be a random guy on the street because Jeff Bezos has accomplished extreme wealth. So I'm 50 times more analytical just 
because of human nature of him than I would be of anybody else because he's a fucking bazillionaire. And I just find that interesting that like, you know, Jeff Bezos would be held to a higher standard. My point is success should be defined more about what makes you happy and what makes you feel fulfilled. That's success. Success is when accomplishing something makes you feel good. And that brings me back to the beginning of this, which is I started my YouTube channel to grow a community of people that liked me and that wanted to hang out with me every week. And I definitely accomplished that. But that was my goal when I started because that's what was going to make me happy. Or me being able to do this as my job was another goal because that was going to allow me to, you know, have a job that I was passionate about and excited about, which is, of course, a great dream to have, not necessarily for everybody, but at least for me, that was definitely a goal. And I accomplished that. Those were two things that I accomplished that made me happy. But I've also succeeded in areas such as hitting a certain amount of followers that, yeah, people might think that I'm successful because I hit a certain amount of followers, but that doesn't feel like success to me because that's not something that necessarily makes me happy. I don't feel happy when I look at how many followers I have. I feel happy when I get to read comments of people that connect with me in some way. That's success for me. And I don't know if any of what I just said makes sense or was useful by any means. I don't know. But there it is. The truth about success and the moral of the story is although success may be very abstract, I think the best way to look at it is accomplishing something that makes you happy. Point blank period. That's what real success is. And that's when you're really going to feel that gratification. This episode is brought to you by Haagen-Dazs. There's a new love in my life, and it's delicious. It's the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche ice cream bar. Wow, it's good. I've been obsessed with having a little sweet treat after dinner, and these ice cream bars could not be more perfect. They're rich and indulgent. They're so creamy and so high quality. They could not be more delicious. So when you're ready to treat yourself just because, fall in love with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche ice cream bar. That's Dawes. Find at retailers nationwide. This episode is brought to you by Colgate Optic White. Their overnight whitening pen gives you visibly whiter teeth in just seven days when used as directed. Just popping the pen into your night routine will have you waking up with that perfect teeth vibe without even trying. I drink a lot of coffee. I drink a little bit of red wine. Listen, my teeth are stained a little bit, okay? And so little tools and tricks that I can add into my routine that make me feel more confident really help in front of the camera and just in my normal life. It's a great way to give yourself an extra confidence boost and live life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Okay, so now I'm gonna answer questions. Somebody said, what do you think about people saying that influencers have changed from success? I think that for influencers, it's very easy 
to succeed at social. Well, okay, let's start with what succeeding on social media is. Succeeding from on social media in most people's eyes is gaining a large following. That's pretty much it. And maybe making money. For most people, probably making money as well. I think a lot of people just love attention. And I totally get that. I mean, I may not be wired like that necessarily. But to a certain extent, I get it. I get that, holy shit, it's so cool. It's so cool when people know your name. I mean, from a young age, people start to become obsessed with fame, I think. Most people. And it just becomes like the ultimate goal for a lot of people as they grow up. And I think that when an influencer is able to do it and succeed, they don't necessarily have the wisdom or peace of mind to realize that it really doesn't mean anything. Like, they still have to wake up every morning. They still have to wipe their ass after they shit. Like, I, I think that people forget that they're not invincible. It's like they feel like they accomplished the impossible and it makes them feel like they're the dopest person on this planet because they succeeded at such a sought-out thing, you know? They eat it up. A lot of people eat it right up and they just see themselves as a fucking god and they get a god complex because they did it. A lot of kids in their class in third grade probably wanted to be famous, but they're the one that did it. And that naturally gives most people a god complex, a thousand percent. And I think for a lot of them, it's not their fault. And I don't think that they mean to let their egos go there but I think it's still harmful but it's just part of it I think a lot of young people especially well I feel like most influencers are young people right now being a young influencer would be really hard because you I mean I guess I did it but not really I don't know it's just I feel like I had a very weird way of looking at things throughout possibly because I may have imposter syndrome so I never allowed myself to like be like holy shit you are badass for what you did you know what I mean I never think like that but I could totally see how like a young person shoved into this would easily get to that point whereas I feel like if somebody was 50 and they were to gain a massive following they wouldn't they already have their feet firmly on the ground they know who they are Something like 500,000 followers is not going to make them think any differently about themselves. They've already solidified what that means in their own head. A young person doesn't know who they are yet. So if they all of a sudden have a million followers, they're like, well, that's my identity. I'm fucking famous now. Fuck everybody, you know, because they don't have an identity yet. So like they're going to cling on to anything that they can find. And unfortunately, if you end up clinging on to a million followers you're probably going to get a God complex from it. Somebody said, what are things that you recommend that other influencers do in order to stay humble despite their success? I mean, I think the main thing is 
to realize that it could all go away tomorrow and just because you succeed at something and just because you've hit your goal, that doesn't mean that you can just rest. That doesn't mean that it's over. You still have to get up and work every day. It's never over. Remembering that it's never over is very humbling. And remembering that it could go away tomorrow is very humbling. Because you're like, I can't lose touch with reality. I have to stay in reality, checked in, or else this could all go away. I need to be very tactical. I need to make sure I'm getting my shit done. I can't just like disintegrate into my own success. I need to like keep working. I think, I think that's the key is just to remember that like nothing really changes. You still have to keep working every day. Also to realize that a lot of success is actually just surface level shit and that at the end of the day, if you don't have good friends, if you don't have a good support system, if you don't have people around you that make you feel good, your success also means nothing. Success means nothing if you don't have a good life outside of it. Whether that simply means a good relationship with yourself or that means a life filled with a lot of hobbies, a life filled with self-care. Like you need to have those things outside of your success. Your success can't just drive your whole life and be the only backbone of your life. You know what I mean? You have to have a solid life outside of it. And in order to have that, you can't drown in your own success. Somebody said, how do you think some people are able to maintain their success for many years while some people only have fame for a couple months? I think the key to that is not losing yourself in it, point blank, period. If you get famous and then you just give up because you're like, well, I did it, so now I'm done, then that's when it only lasts for a few months. Or if you started it for the wrong reasons. I find if your goal is to be famous for the wrong reasons, people are going to eventually see through that and they're going to let go. They're just not going to care anymore. You have to have pure intentions, I believe. You have to have pure intentions or be really fucking entertaining. Or else it's only going to last a few months. Somebody said, was it overwhelming having so much success at a young age? I think it was because, I mean, for starters, again, I want to say, like, I am so grateful. I mean, really, as numb as I am to a lot of my success, I'm so grateful for the connections that I have with you guys. I'm so grateful for the ability to support myself financially, which has been like my dream since I was younger. That's what felt amazing. That's where I succeeded was being able to support myself and making millions of best friends. I mean, that's a fucking dream. That's that was that makes me feel something that I'm not numb to. But also. I was able to support myself and I was making connections with you guys online when I had a way smaller following. So I reached that goal a while ago, but things kept going and progressing. And that's when it got a little bit crazier for me because I was like, 
okay, I already reached my goal. I'm here. I'm happy here. Obviously, as a human being, you know, you always want to get better, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you want to keep things moving, you know, because why not? And also because, you know, human nature. But it kind of got crazy when, you know, things at a certain point became out of my control. It's like, I can't control how many people are watching my videos. I can't control how many followers I have. But now I'm being held to this crazy high standard as a human being because I've accomplished these things. And in their eyes, it's an accomplishment. When for me, I'm like, I'm the same person with the same goal. Like, sure, like gaining followers just means that I'm hopefully doing something right, which is a good thing. And that just means I have more people to connect with. But it's like, I don't care about that number accomplishment. But yet that makes people hold me to a way different standard. And I understand that. But it's also like, okay, wait, everybody, let's remember, like, I'm still a child, you know? And people started to treat me differently and more like an adult or more with more pressure because there's more expectation around me now. But yet sometimes I can't fulfill what everybody wants me to be. And that's why I think it was tough was because I think a lot of people forgot that I'm still just a kid and sometimes I don't want to fucking clean my room. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm so grateful because, you know, at the end of the day, I did accomplish my goal, which was to support myself and to have you guys. That's it. I love that. And that makes it worth it no matter what type of expectations people have, you know, towards me. Like, it doesn't matter. All of that. It's like, sure, I'm like talking about it, but it's part of it. And what comes with it is so amazing that I would never trade it for the world. Somebody said... A while ago, you said that you think that your YouTube success was based on luck. Do you still think that? I will never know for sure. But I, as I'm trying to talk myself out of being so pessimistic about my own accomplishments, I've started to realize that I don't think it was luck. I think part of it was luck. But I also think that I genuinely have a connection with you guys that is beyond luck. And I and I really believe that. So I don't think that all of it was luck. I think that my initial, you know, following, like when things first started happening, that might have been luck. Could have been YouTube's algorithm. It could have been anything. But I think that now what I have with you guys is actually a real thing that's not luck. That's what made me realize it. It was like, wait a minute, I actually have a good connection with you guys. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that that's luck. I think that's just how it is. That's just what we've built, you know? Somebody said, did you ever see yourself comparing your success to other YouTubers slash celebrities? I can't believe I'm saying this, but not really. I mean, I've never compared myself to other people's fame and blah, 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 because I know that they're dealing with their own demons and no matter what, like I would never want to be as famous as Justin Bieber. That seems like a fucking nightmare to me. 
like so a lot of people, I think naturally, just because again, it's human nature to want to be famous. It is human nature. I think I, I didn't read an article about that or anything. I'm just saying, but I just based on literally every person I've ever met, I think a lot of people, especially young people like love the idea of being famous. Um, but I think because it happened to me at a younger age and because I realized the truth of the matter so soon, I was able to avoid ever comparing myself to anybody else because I realized how bittersweet the whole thing is. It's such an amazing thing, but it is truly bittersweet. And I, again, every time I say things like that, I fear of coming off as ungrateful. I'm so grateful, but it's still bittersweet. And I'd be lying if I said being a Victoria's Secret model would be perfect in flawless I know it's not I've you know had the luxury of like meeting these people that have had crazy success they're just as lonely and unhappy as the next guy if not more because of the pressure and because of the lack of privacy and because everybody uses them and they can't trust anybody and they constantly feel like they're being watched and targeted like there's that whole like other level of that that I see other people go through and that I've personally gone through. So I don't envy it because I'm like, this shit is tough. And I like, you know, I don't compare myself to anyone else because I'm like, you know what? It would be tough to be in anybody else's shoes. I don't compare. Not to say that I don't see a pretty girl on TikTok every once in a while and wish I was hurt. That does happen, but that's different. That's more, that's not with like views or like, you know, money. That's like literally that's just me being vain um, and being like, oh my God. Well, I guess it's the opposite of vain. That's just me being jealous of like somebody who's pretty, but like, I don't know. But you, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's what I compare myself more to like stupid shit. Like, oh my God, like her hair is so pretty and mine's not. Like, that's where I'm, that's where my comparison and shit comes in in life. Not as much with success in this industry. Somebody said, do you think success can be overwhelming. Yes, because I think, again, as I mentioned earlier, now there's pressure to continue to be successful. Because somebody can be successful for a period of time and then not be successful a year later. You know what I'm saying? So there's a pressure to, to continue and to continue to improve. And that's, I think, where the bittersweet part is, is you can never be comfortable. Somebody said... How does being successful relate to how much money you make? Can you be successful without being rich? See, I think yes, personally, but I, I think a lot of people would disagree with me because success for me is all emotional. There's no number that can encompass success for me. For me, success is being happy and so if I accomplish something that makes me happy, that's success. So that might be learning to play a complicated drum beat. That's success in drums for me. And that's going to make me more happy than if Kylie Jenner follows me on Instagram and that's fine. And I finally am recognized by her and like, you know what I'm saying? And like, I'm finally being recognized by people in this industry. Like a lot of people define success on how much money you make like a, a number like I want to make a hundred thousand dollars or you know I want to hit 10 million subscribers or I want 
all A-list celebrities to follow me on Instagram. That's what success is for some people. But for me, it's all emotional. If making a certain amount of money is going to make me happy because I can do something with it that either helps people that I love, helps me do something that I love, or help support a cause that I love, whatever that may mean, that makes me happy. So yes, maybe money does have something to do with success, but like that's what it's rooted in for me. It's not rooted in a number. It's rooted in what I'm going to do with it that will make my life better. You see what I'm saying? Whereas I think some people are like, I just want to be able to say that I have this much money in my bank account. And that's fine. I'm not judging. But that's just not how my brain works. And I don't know if it's healthy to have a... Well, I think it all depends. I think it all depends with intentions. You know? And also to answer your question, can you be successful without being rich? Yes. Absolutely. I think many artists are a good example. Like artists meaning like people who paint paintings. That can be a really hard... My dad does it. And so I've seen it up close and personal. My dad, like, doesn't care about how much money he makes from his paintings. He just loves painting and he loves being able to support himself from it. So success for him is being able to do those two things. And it has nothing to do with the money. Success for him could be being in a certain gallery. I don't know if that's true, but I'm just saying success for him could be painting a painting that he's proud of that may never even sell. I think success doesn't necessarily have to do with money, but it absolutely might. And that's okay too. Somebody said, what do you think the key for success is? I don't think that there is one. Like I genuinely don't. I think for some people it's hard work. For some people it's luck. For some people it's passion like genuinely being passionate about something and that showing through for some people it might be like intuition like they just have a good gut feeling about things it's so there's no specific way to be successful there's no specific way to go about it it's all so abstract the definition of success itself is so broad it could mean so many different things there is no key Somebody said, what do you think is the max point of success or is there a max point of success? I don't think so. I think that you're always, you're never going to be satisfied. And that also might just be me, but I feel like I'm never fully satisfied and I'm always like, okay, but what's next? And maybe that's the key to success. Maybe the key to success is never feeling like you fully succeeded. And that just keeps a fire under your ass. That just keeps you going forever. Who knows? Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> um, I, I literally don't know if any of that made sense. I completely blacked out. So like literally who knows? You know what I'm saying? Who knows what just what I just word vomited. Um, but before I end the episode, uh, I just wanted to say how thankful I am for all of you. And I know that this episode might seem contradictory in a way. I tried my best to explain it. But success for me is having you guys in my life and being able to support myself, making things that allow me to connect with you guys. Like that is what success is for me. 
And despite my numbness when it comes to crazy shit, like if I'm on a fucking magazine cover or something, despite my numbness sometimes towards those things, that doesn't take away from the fact that I'm so incredibly grateful for the connection that I have with you guys and just being able to make that dream come true. And, you know, <clears throat> God, watch me like start crying. I'm just very grateful. And I don't want that to be mistaken. And I hope for all of you that you guys can see your successes without drowning in them. I hope for you that you can be proud of yourself when you succeed, but don't let it affect your ego negatively. I hope for that for you. I'm manifesting that for you. And I'm manifesting that for literally anybody. Like I, I think that that's such a beautiful thing when you can succeed and you can be proud of it, but you can also understand that it doesn't change anything and you're still the same you. I almost have it figured out, but I just don't have the proud of myself thing down yet. But I actually think I'm getting better and I'm working on it every day. But train yourself to be proud of the things that you do without letting it inflate your ego. Teach yourself how to do that. I bet there's a way. It's also crazy how in LA, I think a lot of people are really driven. This is kind of off topic, but I've noticed that in LA, a lot of people are driven by fame in a way that's like so terrifying. Like a lot of people will literally do anything to be famous in LA. People will literally backstab lie cheat pay their way through shit like it's crazy and listen okay I'm I'm in no place to judge whatever but it's really I think it is it's disheartening to see people measure success based off of something as surface level as fame and it makes me sad and I and I hope for everybody who is measuring their success based off of maybe less pure shit, that they can learn to see success in a different way and in a more wholesome, pure, good-hearted way because I think it makes life better. Even though I'm not one to talk because I, again, have a hard time acknowledging my accomplishments. So I don't know. But you know what? That's not necessarily true because I just see my accomplishments as my connections with you guys. So I do see success just in a different way. Anyway, um, I'm going to stop going down this rabbit hole. I love you all so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed, give us a five stars on Apple podcasts. It really helps me out and lets me know that you guys are fucking with it. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at AG podcast on Twitter. I give question prompts so that you guys can ask me questions and be a part of the episodes. And we just have fun and connect on there. And I love it. And I love you all so much. And I'm very grateful for all of you. And I'll see you next week. Have an amazing day. And I know the times are tough right now and very weird, but we're going to get through it. And I say that every week, but it remains true. I love you all. I love you and good night.